How does that saying go? Oh yeah, better late than never. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. My mind is absolutely starting to fucking check out. The sooner I get to vacation time, which will start after my shift tomorrow which will be Friday. Today is Thursday. So, we're going to we're going to pound through the AFC North and then on the next podcast we'll get to the NFC North, which I'll trying to get done today. But uh yeah, there's stuff going on within the, you know, the National Football League. We still don't know what's going on with the whole COVID thing. Uh, how the NFL is going to handle it. Hopefully they get that shit straightened out within the next week. Because the, the closer they get to the season, the scarier the proposition is about what is going to happen, uh, you know, as far as uh, workouts are concerned. We do know that it looks like there is going to be no preseason, which means that uh, we're going to have to fully rely on offenses working together with whatever kind of a preseason we actually have uh, for training camp. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes signed a humongous deal, which deservedly so. He's the face of the franchise. He's the new face of the NFL. We know how these things go. At some point, that contract will not be the highest in the National Football League. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But let's get into this AFC North. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens, and we will start with offense. We do know that their quarterback is the Lamar Jackson, uh, backed up by Robert Griffin III and Trace McSorley. They did uh, pick up uh, undrafted free agent Tyler Huntley from Utah, but he's not going to be much of a factor. Um I like Trace McSorley. I think he's going to be the primary backup at some point uh, behind uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, so Huntley really isn't going to factor in at all, even in the future, in my opinion. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jackson's going to have a contract coming up uh, in a, let's see, this will be his third year coming up. So after this year, He's going to be due just like Patrick Mahomes, so we'll see what kind of contract that they give him. Uh, Running back, we have good old reliable Mark Ingram, backed up by J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Uh, 
I expect Mark Edwards or Mark Edwards, Mark Ingram to get the bulk of the carries. Uh, there's a lot of hype on J.K. Dobbins just because of the situation, the team, the structure with the offense. Um, I'm not buying into it. Now, if I did have Mark Ingram, I would definitely handcuff with J.K. Dobbins. But I mean, as as a pure uh, straight standalone, you're doing nothing but uh, hoping that Mark Ingram is going to get hurt. They will split some time, but I think you're going to see a little bit more of Gus Edwards in there as well, um, especially with you know how this offseason has been going with the pandemic and all that. Uh, we move to wide receiver. We're going to have Marquise Brown, and what I expect across from him would be Miles Boykin with rookie, uh, third-round rookie Devin Duvernay from Texas in the slot. That should back off. Uh, Willie Sneed, Chris Moore, who's, you know, just nothing for this offense. You know, it's a it's a complete run-heavy offense. Now, whether or not they're going to actually try and switch it up, uh, keep defenses on their heels, that's all going to be up to Greg Roman. But with the truncated offseason, I would expect them to do a little bit more of the same, especially with a, a really good offensive line. Tight end, you're going to have Mark Mark Andrews, who's moving up draft boards and an ADP, uh, backed up, splitting, not really splitting time, but Nick Boyle will be in there. He's more of your going to be more of your blocking tight end, as opposed to Mark Andrews, who's more of your move type tight end. Do like Mark Andrews? I just don't know if I'm going to pay the draft capital to, to get him on my teams this year. Offensive line from left to right is going to be Ronnie Stanley, Bradley Bozeman, Matt Skura, uh, Ben Powers, and Orlando Brown. Uh, major backups in there. You will see uh, Will Holden, uh, Patrick McCarry, uh, rookie Ben Brendison, fourth-round pick, offensive guard out of Michigan, and Andre Smith. Uh, also Tyree Phillips, who was taken in the third round. He was an offensive tackle, so he could split. Uh, as a backup between uh, Ronnie Stanley and Bradley Bozeman, uh, but more than likely he'll be a backup guard. Taking a look at the defense, they did make some moves over here. Defensive line, <clears throat> solid unit last year. It's gotten even better this year. Uh, for your defensive line, you're going to have Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, and Calais Campbell, who came over from Jacksonville. Uh, Justin Matabuki, who was the third-round pick D-tackle out of Texas A&M. Uh, he'll split time, moving in in and out uh, whenever he's needed for, say, uh, uh, pass rush and whatnot. Your linebackers are going to be Matt Judon, Pat, uh, rookie Patrick Queen, the first-round pick out of LSU, and Malik Harrison. Now there's going to be a DN slash Outside linebacker spot that's going to be taken over by this could be I'm sorry manned by Pernell McPhee and backed up by Jalen Ferguson who could see time in there as well. Your outside corners will be Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith who they brought back, and then your slot corner will be Marlon Humphrey. Now there has been some spots or uh, sites I should say that are showing Marlon Humphrey as the outside corner. And then either Jimmy Smith or Marcus Peters in the slot. That is wrong. Uh, why change it? 
if they're getting a good pass rush, then Marcus Peters is just fine on the outside, and Marlon Humphrey is a standout against those speedier uh, slot wide receivers. Your safeties in the spot will be Chuck Clark and Earl Thomas, and that is one hell of a defense for this season. Moving on to strength of schedule for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Strength of schedule based on just the records from last year. They have the easiest schedule on the board. Oh, boy. Quarters. Done by quarters. One through four. 15th, 26th, 7th, and 32nd. It's not bad. Now we're going to look at the DVOA based on the total defense. How much harder is it? It's the 30th ranked schedule on the board. 28th, 15th, 3rd, and 32nd. So it follows pretty closely to strength of schedule based on schedule. Uh, versus the rush, they have the 23rd ranked schedule on the board. 32nd, 11, 1st, and 31st. So one of spots. Uh, versus the pass, 27th overall. 17th, 16th, 6th, and 32nd. Versus the wide receiver one, this will be your Marquise Brown. 29th strength of schedule against the wide receiver one. 6th, 29th, 16th, and 31. So Marquise Brown is definitely somebody that we're probably going to want to target. We do know that Lamar Jackson liked him a lot outside of Mark Andrews. So definitely we're going to take a look at him, uh, see where his ADP is, and see what we are going to do there. Is he going to be a wide receiver two? Is he going to be a wide receiver three? We don't know. We're going to take We're going to take a look. We do know that he can be rather hit or miss, but when he hits, he hits. Wide receiver two, so this will be your Miles Boykin. 11th hardest schedule on the board. 28th, 11th, 4th, and 19th. So Miles Boykin, probably not going to mess around with him too much. Wide receiver plus, this will be your Devin DuVernay. Easiest schedule on the board, 17th, 29th, 23rd, and 32nd. Now you might be saying, well, maybe you could take a shot on Devin DuVernay. Maybe in deeper leagues. I would say anything with the 14-16 team, yes. Very late in the draft, 12-team leagues, probably not. Tight end. So here we go. Mark Andrews' schedule is the 14th hardest schedule on the board, 9th, 14th, 8th, and 29th. This is where you're going to have to decide if Mark Andrews is that top that top end tight uh tight end talent or if he is just a product of what the schedule was and what the just what the offense is. I would like to say that he's in the top 5. But let's take a look at the schedule itself for this season and see if that if we believe that's going to hold true. Running backs in the passing game, 31st schedule on the board. So second easiest schedule, 27th, 5th, 15th, and 32nd. So the running back standpoint, we like Mark, Mark Ingram here. We want to handcuff with J.K. Dobbins, but we don't want to pay too much for J.K. Dobbins, right? You know, you don't want to have a fourth a fourth or a fifth round Mark Ingram, which is right about where he's at. And then 
you'd have to decide if you want to take J.K. Dobbins probably in the 6th or 7th, to be honest with you. It's going to be costly. So, I mean, if you're waiting on running back and you end up with Mark Ingram as, say, like your second running back at that spot, yeah, it's probably worth it to make sure that you have the handcuff because if he gets hurt and you don't have that handcuff, you're going to be screwed. Baltimore Ravens' defense is one of the top defenses, one of the top three. Let's take a look at their schedule. 32nd ranked schedule, so easiest schedule on the board uh, versus total offense. 16th, 32nd, 9th, and 30th uh, based on quarters. Versus pass their opponent's pass offenses, again, easiest schedule on the board. 14th, 32nd, 12th, and 32nd. So right now it's looking like it's worth paying up a little bit for the Baltimore Ravens defense. I'm not a proponent of really paying up, but it also depends on what your co- what your actual cost of paying up is. Now, if you have say a 16 a 16 round draft and you're telling me 12th round, you have everything covered already for your starters, sure. I'll take a shot on it. But sometimes you're going to get these te- you're going to get teams in your leagues that are going to pay uh, earlier than the, even the tenth round just to get those top stud defenses. I'm not one of those people, so you're going to have to make that decision. Versus the rush, fifteenth, so right in the middle, eleventh, nineteenth, ninth, and twenty second. So not too bad. Defense plus offense together, easiest record again on the board, 25th, 23rd, 1st, and 32nd. So third quarter is where we're seeing some issues here. We'll see if that holds true as we go through. Starting with week one, they face the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Like I said, I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. Luckily, now we can take a look at it today and determine if the Browns are indeed going to be a more improved offense or uh, defense. Texans, everybody's good to go. Chiefs, I think just about everybody's good to go. Now, they are, they are good against the wide receiver ones, but Marquise Brown can get behind a defense. We have talked about how uh, Ward can be beat and... Oh, the other guy is escaping me right now. The guy who got the DUI. So they may be down. They may be down uh, a corner as the season uh, starts. Redskins. A little bit of improvement on defense, but I think we're all good to go there. Bengals in week five. Everybody's good to go there. Eagles. Looking at wide receiver two and wide receiver pluses in that matchup. Uh Lamar Jackson, of course, is, you know, he's infallible, you know, as far as the industry is concerned, right? Are you going to pay all the way up for Lamar Jackson? That's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. Versus the Steelers, generally won't touch it. It should usually be a low-scoring game. Uh, Bye in week eight. Now we have the Colts in week, coming off the bye in week nine. Uh, Should be an improved defense. Uh, Lamar... Hmm. That's going to be a tough one. Should be good to go against the Colts. You'll get a lot of running out of that one. Patriots, 
Uh, come in in week 10. We know about that defense. It's not really one that we want to face. Uh, Titans, always wide receiver ones. Um, Lamar Jackson over the top. Yeah, we should be good to go there. Uh, I even don't mind Mark Ingram in that spot there or J.K. Dobbins if Mark Ingram's hurt. Steelers again, not a huge fan. Uh, versus the Cowboys, we should be good. We talked about the Cowboys, and we talked about <clears throat> how a couple of their detackle peeps pieces uh, have had uh, rushing defensive rushing woes follow them from team to team. So, uh, but by that time, we'll be able to figure out if Cowboys can be run on. Browns in Week 14. Again, that's kind of a wait and see. Um, for that one, Jaguars were going to be good to go. The defense is, I mean, it could be solid, but they're counting on a whole bunch of rookies to actually step up and play. And then in week 16, you have the Giants. So that fourth quarter is pretty damn good. That third quarter is a bit worrisome there, but I think you're going to be able to get it with most of your players. Uh, by the time you get to that third quarter where you wouldn't have to necessarily rely on them wholeheartedly. So let's take a look at our ADPs here. Lamar Jackson is your QB1 and is going at the 16th overall pick. Duh. Running backs. Now, we have to scroll down here to find Mark Ingram. Where is Mark Ingram? Oh, he's running back 28. Running back 28. He is an RB3. He is getting a little long in the tooth, but if you're telling me he's the 58th overall pick, so that's the end of the fifth round, uh, yeah, I'll take Mark Ingram and then back him up. Like, say, if I was on the 5-6 turn, I would take Mark Ingram in that spot if, if you need the running back and you're drafting Mark Ingram in that spot, right? I would immediately back him up with J.K. Dobbins, who is RB30, and is at pick 68. Reason being is you're never going to see him come back at that spot. He's going way too high. Let's take a look at Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is going to be way down at RB79, 305 overall. Justice Hill is actually going right before him right now in best ball, which I don't understand at RB78 and 298. I think if they like Justice Hill that much, they would never have went for J.K. Dobbins. Um, so I think Justice Hill, you're di- I mean, you're going to probably hold on to your dynasty share if you got him last year. Um, but it's pretty much going to be null and void. Moving on to wide receiver, we do have Marquise Brown. He is a wide receiver three at wide receiver 27. 64th overall, so right there by Mark Ingram. There's a little Ravens pocket in there, which is very interesting. Um, It's a good spot if you're looking at your third wide receiver, just in my opinion, just because he's hit and miss. I'm not going to bank on him being my number one wide receiver if you're doing... uh, Heavy running back early. <clears throat> but if you had if you were two and two, you had two 
running backs, two wide receiver already, I would take Marquise Brown. I would be just fine taking Marquise Brown as my third wide out. Uh, I am known for stabil- more stability than I am uh, upside. He has a lot of upside. Now, as far as the other wide receivers are concerned, Duvernay is actually the next Baltimore wide receiver going off at wide receiver 98, 339. So basically he's not getting drafted at all, um, which means that you know guys like Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed, uh, stuff like that, they're not getting drafted at all. And f- to be honest with you, until Baltimore would show that they're going to go a little heavier uh, with the passing game, I'm not going to bother with anybody outside of Marquise Brown. Anyways, um, again, 14, 16 team leagues. Yeah, I probably would take a shot with Duvernay and then just cut him loose after a couple of weeks if he's not hitting. Um, even though we are a little leery of some of these uh, rookies on teams that are, are going to be run heavy. Um the complexity of the offenses. It's a little bit easier offense to get a grasp on, but um probably right out of the shoot you're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of running out of this team. Um going back to what works and worry about progressing the pass offense as the season goes along. Tight end. Got Mark Andrews. He is tight end three at pick forty six. So we're talking end of the fourth round. Um He's basically replaced Ertz, who's been replaced by George Kittle as the tight end, too. So you're going to be about 22 picks behind uh, for where George Kittle is going. He's going right behind Travis Kelsey. So you're getting a bit of a discount from the top two. I don't mind Mark Andrews there if you're going to basically treat it as, say, a wide receiver, right? So if you had running back, running back, uh, wide receiver, you could take him as you could take him as a tight end and basically say in your head, "I've got an extra wide receiver." That's the way I would kind of look at it. We do know that tight ends tend to not be consistent week in and week out. You can't make an argument that Travis Kelsey is or George Kittle um, are consistent ever. No tight end has. Even Zach Ertz fell off a little bit last year, right? Because we saw more of an emergence of Dallas Goddard in that offense. So he's going to be up and down, but he's going to be one of the more talented. He's going to be one of the more upside-type tight ends that you can draft. And like I said, you're not spending you know, that second-round pick. Baltimore Ravens defense is currently the number one defense taken at 146. So you're looking at just outside the 12th round in round 13. Um, I would be fully okay with that if that's the route that you wanted to go and grab the defense there. But like I said, in most of your home leagues, your defense is getting grabbed early because you get a lot of those guys that are like, oh, I gotta fill it. I gotta I gotta fill every starter spot before I even worry about my bench. That's the thinking that's going into into that. You got to remember, there's not a lot of people. There's not, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but a lot of drafts, there's people in there that are not paying attention on how to build a, a team properly, like say you are, right? 
you're the one listening to somebody's just stupid podcast, right? My stupid podcast. You're probably listening to SiriusXM. You're watching stuff on ESPN, maybe NFL Network, if you can get it, because I can't fucking find NFL Network anywhere anymore. And, um, you know, you're doing your research. You're looking online, right? You go on NFL.com, ESPN, uh, any type of providers, uh, content provider site that you might belong to. So you're always going to have the advantage because you're going to know how to build a team because there's excellent sources out there everywhere and you're taking advantage of it. Not everybody in your draft is, right? We talk about the guys who bring the magazines. That's why it's, it blows my mind that you'd buy I don't know. I can't I can't really I don't I I can't really rip on people cuz I used to be one of these too, right? You buy the magazine. Yeah, you knew a little bit more because you listened to other stuff so you knew kind of where everything was, but you got to take advantage of that. Those magazines end up having updates online, but a lot of people don't see them. You print them up. You know, people have moved up or down. We got to take advantage of that. So, all right. That's enough about that. We got other podcasts that we can deal with, how to draft and all that shit. So, Cincinnati Bengals. Where are we starting? Number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Backed up by last year's drafts uh qb draft selection ryan finley um yeah it's joe burrow's game it's joe burrow's team i like joe burrow i don't think i like him nearly as much as some of the people out there that are saying that he could end up as a qb1 no he's going to be a solid qb2 He's going to have his ups and downs. He's a rookie. I don't give a shit that he threw for 60 touchdowns last year. He's still going to have to learn. It's just how it is. A rookie is a rookie is a rookie, as Lenny Melnick would say. At running back, we have Joe Mixon. He's been bitching that he wants his contract. I think they get everything sorted. You see the cap space if you're looking at the actual uh, depth chart while we're going along here. They have $24 million in cap space. I, I, I'm not 100% if they have Joe Burrow under contract. That might be what they're sitting on. But they're going to have payroll that's going to get cleared out once A.J. Green leaves next year. So... They don't really have any excuses not to pay Joe Mixon. He has been playing by the rules. He's kept his nose out of trouble, which is great. He's He does get nicked up, but Joe Mixon is really talented. We've always liked Joe Mixon. It's always just been, is he going to be reliable? Is he going to keep his nose out of trouble? I'm looking right at you, Kareem Hunt, you motherfucker. But Joe Mixon is going to be your is going to be a top end running back this year when he's on the field, and I think he's going to get on the field right away. He can 
not only run, he can catch the ball, and he's doing it all behind a shitty offensive line last year. That second half was not a fluke when they just gave him the goddamn ball. So do we trust Joe Mixon? Yes, we trust Joe Mixon. We'll get a little bit more clarity once we get into August, of course, on what's going on with the, the contract. But I like Joe Mixon. He's one of my top guys. Uh, backed up by him is, of course, Gio Bernard, who gets hurt every year just sneezing. Uh, Travion Williams, Rodney Anderson, Samaj P. Ryan, XFL Castoff, Jacques Patrick. I'm... I would love to see Jaquise make a, make the roster, but I don't think he's going to. Um, your two main guys are going to be Mixon and Bernard. Uh, Rodney Anderson can't keep his fucking nose out of trouble. Uh, Travion, I believe, should be the third the third guy in the sandwich now with Mixon and Bernard uh, being uh, very capable pass catchers. There's not really a need to keep. Uh, a lot of these guys on the roster, uh, Williams isn't even going to get a lot of work anyways. So uh, unless Gio gets hurt, of course, then he'll get like one or two touches in a game. That's pretty much his worth is just a backup if he's only the primary backup. Moving to wide receiver, we do have A.J. Green. He has not signed his franchise tender as of this podcast, but we expect him in camp. Uh, T. Higgins is the rookie in the first. Uh, I'm sorry, in the second round, first pick out of Clemson. He should line up across from AJ Green with Tyler Boyd filling the slot again. Uh, all three, I think, are very, very capable. Now, I want to see Green sign that franchise tender so we can we know he's good to go. But we don't have that, so. Um, I like all three. I'm probably a little bit more on Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins just based on the price. Uh, but Boyd's going to actually be almost right on top of Green. I don't think he passed. He has passed him yet in ADP. But uh, as far as the backups you're going to see have here, you're going to have John Ross on tape being your main backups with Alex Erickson backing up Boyd in the slot. Tight end is going to be a shit show again with C.J. Uzuma, Drew Sample, uh, Seathan Carter, and Mason Shrek. I can't believe they signed Shrek. Um, no, we're not. We're not worried about Uzuma or Sample. Not even the two tight end leagues, or uh, uh, leagues where you get premium points for your tight end. We're not going to worry about it. We do know that Uza- Uzama. And uh, sample every once in a while get, you know, some bullshit touchdown. But they'll also get only, like, two catches for six yards. So, yuck. Uh, your offensive line should be Jonah Williams, who's coming back. I'm trying to remember what it was. That was a torn labrum. I want to say it was up high. It wasn't a knee. Any which way. That's a rookie that they drafted. Uh, in the Nashville draft, he got hurt in training camp. He's going to be back. He'll be at the left tackle spot. Uh, Billy Price, who is actually a center, but he's been playing a little bit more guard with Trey Hopkins being at center. Uh, Xavier, uh, Xavier Suofilo at right guard and Bobby Hart at right 
tackle. It's not the greatest offensive line, but it's a doable offensive line. It came together later that later last season when we saw Mixon uh, performing extremely well. Moving to the Bengals' defense now. Their defensive line isn't is not bad at all. You're going to have Carlos Dunlap, DJ Reader, who comes over from Houston, Geno Atkins, and Sam Hubbard. Your linebackers now they run basically a <clears throat> they basically run a it's almost like a it's almost like a dime package where they only have two linebackers in there. So you have Jordan Evans and you have Jermaine Pratt should be your primary starters. Now I think Logan Wilson, uh, third-round pick out of Wyoming, could fit in there um, at some point for Jermaine uh, Pratt. But uh, it's definitely a work-in-progress type defense. When you get into the secondary and you have Trey Waynes and William Jackson the third as your outside corners, with Mackenzie Alexander as your slot. Now, they brought Alexander and they brought Waynes over from Minnesota. They spent a lot of money on him. The problem is, is that they were getting burned a lot last year. Now, you will see that they're rated decent. But I'm not believing in it. I believe in Alexander a lot more than I believe in Trey Waynes. And I, it's sad to say because Trey Waynes is a Kenosha kid. He's Grew up here, went to school, high school here, but hey, man, you got to call it the way that you see it. Safeties will be Von Bell, came over from New Orleans, and Jesse Bates at the free safety position. So if they get a really good pass rush out of that front four, they may, they might be okay with their, with their corner, with their corner group. Um, but that's asking a hell of a lot for that defensive line to put that kind of pressure on all through the year in the NFC in the AFC North. It's a lot of pressure. We'll have to see if they can handle it. I'm not betting on it though. All right, strength of schedule ranking based on uh, records: 27th overall, so a good schedule apparently. 25th, 7th, 32nd, and second. Oof, bad fourth quarter though. Oof. Take a look into that. Uh, strength schedule based on total defense. DVOA, my bad. 27th, 9th, 30th, and 9th. So first and third quarters we're looking at. Rush, 24th overall. 28th, 24th, 12th, and 13th. Not Still not that bad, especially with how I like mixing. So uh, it's going to be easier at the beginning and apparently harder at the end. We'll take a look at that. All right, Joe Burrow versus the pass. 25th ranked schedule versus the pass. By quarter, 19th, 13th, 30th, and 10th. So fourth quarter, not all that great. I'm going to have to see if he could be a potential QB, too. Wide receiver one, this will be your A.J. Green. 30th ranked schedule. Nice. 19, 27, 30th, and 10th. So it's basically following Burrow there on the second half. Uh, wide receiver two, this is what I believe will actually be. Um, this one we're going to consider as T. Higgins. Wide receiver plus will be your Boyd. Uh, even though, you know, Tyler Boyd's going to be the second targeted guy on the team. Uh, wide receiver two, okay. Easiest schedule 
<clears throat> or easiest schedule in the league, 26th, 17th, 23rd, and 19th. So, like I said, this is going to be Higgins. This isn't going to be Boyd. So, we need to decide if we like if we like Higgins in this spot. Wide receiver plus, here's Boyd. 24th ranked schedule on the board, 12th, 22nd, 31st, and 10th. I think that's pretty okay, though, for a wide receiver plus, especially for a slot receiver. Um, definitely going to take a look into that one. Tight ends, we're not really too worried about it, but there's the 11th ranked schedule, 14, 11, 25th, and 7th, so bad talent, bad schedule. Uh, no thank you. Why uh, Running backs in the passing game. Uh, 21st overall. Okay, that's good. 26th, 16th, 22nd, and 10th. All right, so it's that fourth quarter we're going to want to really focus on for Mixon um, and see what's going on there. Schedule starts with the Chargers. Um, like I said, I think their rush, I think their rushing defense is going to actually be better this year uh, with the corners. Plus, you're probably going to see some struggling in there uh, versus a vet, uh, more of a veteran defense. Browns again. I believe that defense is going to be a little bit better. Eagles, yikes! This is a T Higgins. This is a T Higgins. Tyler Boyd spot. Maybe uh, Burrow. Uh, fighting from behind. Jaguars, we are good to go there. Ravens, uh, I think you're going to have some a good shot with Mixon in there. Um, I don't know how much else they will be. Pl- they should be playing from behind based on that defense. Based on defense alone, doesn't even matter really that they have Lamar Jackson. It just only really helps. Uh, Colts in week six, better defense in there, but I think if they Stay the course and really pound with Mixon. It'd be all right. Uh, Browns, again, we'll take a look at it. They're the next team up. Uh, versus Titans, that's very good for the passing game. Very good for wide receiver one. Some pluses. Uh, bye week in week nine. Come back from the bye face, face the Steelers. Uh, no way, Jose. Redskins in week 11. Should be a better defense, but I think they'll be okay in that game. Giants in week 12, all good to go there. Dolphins in week 13, all good to go there. Cowboys in week 14, probably going to be good with Mixon, and he should be all right with Burrow in that one, I believe. Just depends on the weather, as long as it's not uh, bitterly cold in Cincinnati. Uh, Steelers in week 15, not uh, ideal there. Uh, Texans in week 16, that could actually be a potential shootout game for a week 16. So, uh, all good to go there. Uh, like I said, I think, I think Mixon can overcome any type of bad spots in that, uh, in that schedule. All right. QB looking at Joe Burrow. He is your QB 18. Good. He's still a QB two, uh, 139 overall. It's not too bad. Joe Mixon right now is your running back seven. He is actually fall. He is falling behind Derrick Henry. I thought Derrick Henry was actually behind him. Oh no, Derrick Henry's always been in front of him. Hmm. Uh, running back seven overall is eight. Gio Bernard 
going to scroll down and find him. He is going to be RB64, uh, so 203. So he's basically an afterthought, which is good. You can get him. You can save. Uh, you can save some draft capital, get other things, and get him super late. Uh, probably right before your defense and your kicker. Just make him your last pick. Take a look at the wide receivers here. A.J. Green is your wide receiver 29 at pick 70 overall. Boyd hasn't passed him yet. He's at wide receiver 31. He's at pick 72. So it's actually here. You got, I'll go one above and one behind there. You're going to have Stephon Diggs, A.J. Green, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, and the guy that keeps getting pumped up for Pittsburgh in Deontay Johnson. So it's a nice little grouping in there. You're going to have to decide really uh, what you like, what you want out of there. T. Higgins is going to be your wide receiver 71 at pick 202, so you can get him for basically nothing. Get him at the end of your draft, especially in deeper leagues. Take a shot at him. We like T. Higgins. Um, let's see where these backups are going. Auden Tate, wide receiver, one sixty-one, and yeah, Alex Erickson is fallen, fallen. He's not even getting drafted this last week. Tight end? Are we even going to bother here? I mean, if you want CJ Uzuma, he's your tight end thirty-seven. He's not even a tight end three. He's not a fucking tw- tight end three. He's a tight end four at pick 368. Ooh. Oh, just for fun, let's look at Drew Sample. Ooh. <laughs> tight end 55. Ooh. 461. Yeah, you're not you're not touching him. Uh, if you want to take a shot on the defenses, yeah, I didn't bother going through the defenses. Fuck that, because nobody's taking the Cincinnati Bengals as defense number 31. That's just gross. That's just gross. We're not going through it. Yes, it says that they have an easy schedule. I get it. They have the 25th easiest schedule for their defense. Mostly because of the passing games that they're facing. 27th overall. Um, now you have the ru- their opponent rush offenses, 7th hardest schedule. Okay, whatever. Defense plus offense. They have the uh, 26th hardest schedule on the board. Um, that's going to get a lot worse because of Cleveland and because you have Ben Roethlisberger back for Pittsburgh. <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers for later. All right, let's just move on to Cleveland here. Let's get these. Let's 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 grab all those snakes and lay them out straight, huh? Ah, uh, we got Baker Mayfield coming back, huh? Ah, uh, you like the Baker Mayfield? No, no, none of you like the Baker Mayfield, right? He fucked everybody. But you got a new head coach, Kevin Stefanski. You got a, a new offensive corner, Alex Van Pelt, who'd be more of a QB guy uh, with Stefanski really running the offense. Uh, this is going to be more of like your Minnesota type offense. Um, so basically, take a look at what. They've done the last couple of years, even though Stefanski was the offensive coordinator last year, it was more Gary Kubiak's offense, but that's really kind of more of the offense that you're looking at. Um, They have used multiple backs in the past. Uh, That was only when Dalvin Cook was hurt. When Dalvin Cook was in there, it was more of a one-back backfield, right? Your true uh, 
workhorse type guy. But um, so we look at the quarterback. I do like Baker Mayfield, um, but I'm I'm sitting back on it. Right? You don't want to draft him too high. If somebody drafts him really high, fine, just let him. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be solid. He's just not going to warrant an earlier an earlier type draft pick. At least not me going, oh, my God, i got to draft fucking Baker Mayfield. No. I think he's going to be good. He has Case Keenum backing him up who's played in this offense. So it should do, it should do a world of wonders for Baker Mayfield. He, his touchdown prop, I guess, was like 23 for the year, which is kind of ridiculous. You're probably looking at a 25-26 touchdown season if not better but not anything you know out of the or you know nothing extraordinary i should say this is going to be more of a ground and pound type offense that's why i do like nick chubb in there i do like kareem hunt as his backup now i'm not going to draft i'm not just going to go out and draft kareem hunt um where he's at currently just to back up Nick Chubb. I'm just not. It's a little bit too high for me. Do I want Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I like the handcuff. But I think Kareem Hunt's going uh, He's going somewhere right around Mark Ingram. So you're looking at about that, what, fifth round? I don't know. I don't know if I like him that much. I know somebody in the draft is going to fucking go snag him up anyways that early just because if you end up getting Nick Chubb then they can go <laughs> I got Kareem Hunt he's going to end up being the better back no actually Nick Chubb is the better back uh, talent wise so they just never utilized him in the passing game I think that changes a little bit this year alright wide receivers do you want to start <laughs> you want to start with Higgins Rashad Higgins or do you want to start with Odell Beckham ah, let's start with Odell Beckham he's going to be your number one there uh, with Rashad Higgins not being your not, your wide receiver two, he's going to be your wide receiver three uh, because we have Jarvis Landry in the slot. Um, Jarvis Landry will line up across from Odell Beckham when they're in two wide receiver sets. Believe you me. Now the backups this year, we have Taewon Taylor, uh, Kaderil Hodge, Damian Ratley, rookie Donovan Peoples. Jones, who was getting talked up earlier this offseason, but come on, he's a six-round pick. Um, I like I like DPG, DPJ, but I don't think he's going to see the field nearly enough to warrant being on your team. Tight ends, they did bring in Austin Hooper. David Njoku is looking to get traded uh, because you have Harrison Bryant, who was drafted in the fourth round. Uh, tight end out of For- Florida Atlantic. We did like him. Um, the Browns are not looking to trade in Joku because they're going to try and do that 12 uh, set with the double tight ends. So if I'm looking at the passing offense, I don't know how much I want from the passing offense itself as far as the receiving pieces. Uh, Landry, Odell Beckham, uh, Hooper, you know, stuff like that. 
that's why I'm okay with if I can get Baker Mayfield late, I'd rather have, you know, the cook, right? You'd want the cook, not take the ingredients. Because you get everything instead of maybe missing out on one of the guys that's going to have the good game, right? Now, we do have to look at Odell Beckham. He has been moving up boards. And we'll have to see where he's at, see if he's worth the take. But as far as, like, say, the tight ends, I'm off Hooper. Uh, I'm not touching Njoku ever again. Um, So we'll move to the offensive line. It's a very, very much improved offensive line where you have Jedrick Wills, who will be a starting left tackle out of Alabama, first-round pick there. Joel Betonio, J.C. Treader at center, Wyatt Teller at right guard, and newly acquired Jack Conklin, the offensive tackle that came from Tennessee. So this is going to be a run-heavy type team. They have plenty of back, decent, good backups there. Uh, the offense is going to be really good. It's going to be it's going to be boring though. Like I said, basically just take Minnesota and just decide what parts you liked out of there. Now we move to the defense. Let's take a look here. So your defensive line is going to consist of Miles Garrett. Andrew Billings, who came over from Cincinnati, uh, Sheldon Richardson, and Olivier Vernon. It's a pretty good defensive line. What's going to make or break this defense is going to come right out of their linebacking core. Because out of the three linebackers, you're going to have Jacob Phillips, who's a third-round pick out of LSU. They got a hell of a steal with him. Uh, he's pretty good. You got Sion Takitaki in the middle. He's good. He's solid. Now, you're going to have Mac Wilson manning the weak side linebacker spot, right? That's that's what's going to make or break right there. Is if Wilson steps up or if Wilson fails, if they can get somebody over there, like say take B.J. Goodson, bring him over to that side and and he plays better. But it's that linebacking core right there. And if there's a spot to attack, it's going to be right there in the middle. Cuz your outside corners are going to be Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams with Kevin Johnson in the slot. It's pretty solid. I know Greedy Williams isn't rated well, but with this pass rush, it should be it should be pretty good on the outside corners. Now, when you look at your safeties, you're going to have Carl Joseph and you're going to have Grant Delpit, who's taken in the second round out of LSU. So a couple LSU kids, right? I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good, to be honest with you, especially if they're running the ball, uh, ball control, taking time off the clock. It's really going to suck out. Uh, any offense that's actually playing against them. It's going to bring them down to their level. They should be okay. Now, I know there's... I don't care what Jeff Mann says. He keeps saying, oh, I'm the only one who's on the Cleveland. No, there's a lot of people on Cleveland. You just got to listen. You got to listen. You got to read the tea leaves on Twitter. There's a lot of people on Cleveland. Now, this would be your post-hype... 
type team because everybody was on him last year. But uh, whether whether or not you got burned on them last year is probably going to affect your decision making on it. Um, like I said, I it's going to be more run heavy. I looking at the running backs more. Uh, Baker Mayfield late, um, just because he'd be, he'll be he should be cheap. If somebody grabs, if somebody reaches up and grabs him real early, it'd be a total surprise unless, of course, you're in Ohio. And we talk about that. Where you live really matters to your draft. Um, somebody could jump on Baker because they got a Baker boner or something like that. Uh, schedule is going to be 20. They have the 29th hardest schedule. It's a good schedule. 24th, 30th, 16th, and 14th. Uh, based on total defense, though, it's the 24th. So it's a little tougher, but it's still good. 21st, 23rd, 27th, and 2nd. So fourth quarter is bad. Versus the Rush, they have the 12th hardest schedule on the board. 12, uh, 27th, 19th, 18th, and 1st. So fourth quarter, not going to really want to rely on those running backs, huh? All right, let's look at the pass. Uh, easiest schedule at the board or uh, in the league, 32nd. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. 22nd, 27th, 29th, and 10th. So still, it's the hardest in that fourth quarter. Let's look at our teams over there when we get there. Wide receiver one, here's your Odell Beckham. Second easiest schedule in the league, 15th, 32nd, 13th, and 26th. So two and four are the best. Wide receiver two, here's your Jarvis Landry, 30th. So third easiest schedule at 29, 19, 17, and 15. Hmm. Have to take a look into this. Wide receiver plus, here's your Rashad Higgins. Nobody's drafted Rashad Higgins. Uh, second easiest schedule, 21st, 28th, 27th, 25th. Maybe they should. Uh, tight end, so here's your Austin Hooper, who will get uh, sniped probably by David Njoku. Uh, 29th hardest schedule, or uh, 25th hardest schedule, my bad. Uh, by quarter, 29th, uh, 21st, 19th, and 5th, so against the 4th. Running backs in the passing game, 18th hardest schedule, 23rd, 21st, 31st, and 2nd. Now, let's look at the uh, stats for the defense real quick. Uh, opposing offense, DVOA, th- uh, 3rd easiest schedule, 14, 29, 15, and 28. Versus the pass offense, again, third easiest schedule, 12th, 28th, 14th, and 28th. We'll look at the schedule, see if we if this matches. Uh, versus the rush, 19th hardest schedule at 6, 26, 11, and 23. Uh, we mix, we put the, add the defense and offense together. They have the fourth hardest schedule, or a fourth easiest schedule on the board, 18, 25th. 20th and 21st. So maybe we are looking at Baker Mayfield. Maybe we are looking at some of those past targets. Uh, all right. Let's start week one where they face the Baltimore Ravens. Nope. Not going to mess with it. Although Nick Chubb had a good game against them. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, versus the Bengals. Absolutely. Everybody's go. Versus the Redskins. Yes. Everybody should be okay. Cowboys, again, I think are okay. Uh, Colts in week five. It's going to be a little bit harder in there. It's going to be a def- good offensive line versus a good defensive line. So that's going to be a struggle. It should be a good Nick Chubb game, though. 
Uh, Steelers week six, no. Bengals week seven, yes. Raiders week eight, yes. Bye week and week nine. Come back at week ten to face the Texans, yes. Uh, Eagles, look at it. Eagles, we're looking at Jarvis Landry in there. Jaguars, everybody's good to go. Titans, uh, Baker Mayfield, passing targets. Ravens, it's more of a Nick Chubb game. Uh, Giants, I think everybody's a go. Jets in week 16. Oh. I think it's okay. So, yeah. Yeah, let's take a look at our ADPs because I'm really intrigued now about some of these players. All right, start at quarterback. Baker Mayfield is your QB 15. Okay. Uh, Overall at 126. So just into the 11th round, uh, it's a pretty good pick. It's not bad. I'd take him in the 11th round. I'd take him in the 10th, to be honest with you. Nick Chubb is going to be your RB11 at pick 13 overall. I I don't see him falling out of the 12th, you know, out of, or out of the first round. It just all depends. Now, reason why Nick Chubb should sit pretty high is because now there's talk of uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Damian Williams splitting carries. So you can see Damian Williams moving up and Clyde Edwards-Alaire moving down. Um. Kareem Hunt is your RB27 right in front of Mark Ingram at pick 57 overall. So do you want to handcuff right there, or are you going to take a guy that's actually the starter? That's a choice you're going to have to make, especially if you have Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? You want, a, you want your backup that everybody's going to want, you know, because they think he's going to explode in the passing game? Or do you want old reliable? To me, I'd probably take old reliable. Wide receivers for Cleveland. Odell Beckham is, he's stabilized now at wide receiver 10, uh, pick 31. So he's sitting right there. You know, 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. Right in the middle of the third round. I think that's okay for a wide receiver one. I'm probably okay with Beckham in there. My first wide receiver, though? Mm. See, I like Beckham more than I like uh, Mike Evans. But if Allen Robinson was there, I would take Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay. Any day in front of him. Amari Cooper, I might even... uh, No, I'd probably take Odell before I take Amari Cooper. But behind him, DJ Moore, no. (sighs) Smith-Schuster. No, I'd probably take Odell. Yeah, I'd probably take Odell. So, yeah, it's a pretty good spot for him. Let's see where Jarvis Landry's at. Oh, he's at wide receiver 33. So he's a wide receiver 3, 75th pick overall. And I know Higgins was on here. I just got to find him. That's the problem. What the hell is going on? 
Uh, something with a Big Ten conference only. Whatever. Do, 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 do. There's Higgins. He's wide receiver 156. All right, so he's not getting drafted. But I keep an eye on Higgins because Higgins and Mayfield actually uh, had a pretty decent rapport. Moving to tight end, you got Austin Hooper at tight end 14, so he's just out of the tight end one discussion. Uh, 134 overall in front of him. The two in front, two in back. Two in front are going to be Jared Cook and Dallas Goddard. Rather have at least Goddard in front of him. Behind him, you're going to have Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson. That's tough. I might actually take Hawkinson, though. At least he's basically the only tight end there in, in Detroit. Worth a shit. So, uh, let's see. Backups. And Joku. Tight end 33, 266. So, yeah, it's not too bad for Hooper, but I'm probably still going to stay away from it. Cleveland Browns defense is coming in at defense number 18, 244 overall. So, got one more team here. Who is it? Oh, it's Pittsburgh. Here's the thing I don't get you got three goddamn teams. All right next to each other because of the lettering. And then you allowed Pittsburgh to be called Pittsburgh and be away from everybody else. That is that is pure unmitigated baloney. All right. Last but not least, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is back, so this offense should uh, be able to restabilize itself. James Conner, we've talked about him. I do like James Conner still. Uh, he'll be backed up by Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell. Now there's a lot of talk of uh, fourth-round pick. Anthony McFarland, the running back out of Maryland, getting a shot to supplant James Conner. I don't see that happening. Now could he fight for an actual uh, top-of-the-line uh, backup role? Absolutely. But I want to see it before I'm going to believe it. Wasn't very high on Anthony McFarlane. But if the Steelers like him, he can secure that spot behind James Conner, not James Conner's role. All right, here's going to be your offense at the wide receiver position. You're going to have Deontay Johnson and James Washington lining up on the outside when uh, Smith-Schuster is in the slot. Uh, you should see Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster on the outside in two wide receiver sets. Uh, behind them, you will have rookie Chase Claypool, who was taken in the second round. So expect to see him every once in a while rolling, uh, rotating out, I would assume, with James Washington in wide receiver sets uh, and Deontay Johnson when they are in too wide. Uh, tight end. You have newly acquired Eric Ebron with uh, a guy that disappointed everybody last year, Vance McDonald. Um, Ebron, I think I have a little bit of interest in just for the plain simple fact that he's going to be just dirt fucking cheap, so maybe as a backup and see how it plays. Um but I'm unsure unless we check our ADPs. We will do that. Uh, your offensive line is going to be very good again. 
in Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle, Steven Wisniewski at left guard, Marquise Pouncey at center, David DeCastro at right guard, and Matt Filer at your right tackle spot. Now, he hasn't signed his tender either, so that's kind of a wait and see on there. But uh, all indications are he'd resign. Pittsburgh's defense. Let's go through this r- real quick. Uh, your defensive line is going to consist of Cameron Hayward, Chris Wormley, and Steven Tuitt. Carlos Davis, uh, rookie D tackle out of Nebraska, is going to be one of your backups in there. But he's not going to get all that much playing time behind Tyson Alualu. Oh, Aluala. Tyson Aluala. Uh, Daniel McCullers and Isaiah Bugs. Now, an intriguing pickup that they had was actually Kevin Walker out of the uh, XFL. He was with the Houston Roughnecks, if I'm not mistaken, and he played really extremely well. Your linebacking core is going to be TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Vince Williams, and Bud Dupree. Very good uh, setup there. Now you do have a backup in Alex Highsmith, who is a DN out of Charlotte in the third round. Uh, He should get some playing time in there rotating with Watt and Dupree. Your outside corners are going to be Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Solid with your slot corner being Mike Hilton. Very solid. And your uh, safeties returning Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick. All right, let's see how this... Schedule's going to stack up. All right. Strength schedule based on opponent record. Second easiest schedule on the board. 21st, 6th, 29th, and 30th. Oh, dear. Uh, Based on total defense, it is the easiest record or easiest schedule in the NFL at 32. 25th, 8th, 31st, and 20th by quarter. Versus the rush, they have the easiest schedule again. 7th, 16th, 32nd, and 30th uh, versus the pass. So here's Roethlisberger. Second easiest schedule in the NFL, 28th, 12th, 25th, and 19th. So maybe there's a shot with Ben in his return. So here's your wide receiver one. This is going to be tough, okay, because I consider Juju Smith-Schuster as the one. And Deontay Johnson being the the wide receiver two. James Washington should be the wide receiver plus. Now, you can actually take a look at the wide receiver plus for Smith-Schuster because if he does end up playing in the slot considerably, um, that's going to be his advantage. So here's Smith-Schuster, in my opinion, 28th hardest schedule in the NFL, 31st, 19th, 7th, and 25th. Wide receiver two, so here's Deontay Johnson, 27th, hardest schedule. <clears throat> 8th, 29th, 28th, and 14th. Versus wide receiver plus, here's James Washington, uh, Chase Claypool as well, I should say. Uh, 23rd, hardest schedule, 23rd, 23, 12, 23, and 26, so not too bad. And versus tight end, here's your Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald, 23rd, hardest schedule, 9th, 8th, 32nd, and 17th. So maybe we don't have to draft Eric Ebron. We can just get in on him before he hits that schedule. Running backs in the passing game, this bodes well for James Conner. 
Uh, 29th hardest schedule on the board, 24th, 15th, 27th, and 22nd. Uh, Are we really going to mess with the defense here? All right, we'll do it. Uh, DVOA for the defense based on opponent's offense, 27th hardest schedule, 19th first, 28th, 29th versus pass offense, 20th, 2nd, 27th, 30th. This is a good record. Uh, uh, versus the rush, 7th, 2nd, 23rd, and 10th. So it's not too great there. Uh, defense plus offense. Uh, you're looking at the third easiest schedule on the board overall, uh, 24th, 3rd, 29th, and 29th. Now we get into it individually, game by game. Let's start in week one at the Giants. Yes, we will go against the Giants. Broncos, maybe not so much. But uh, I think Schuster could actually Smith Schuster could have a good game in that one. Texans all good to go. Titans passing game. Eagles be passing game, but mostly your wide receiver too. So that's a Deontay Johnson game uh, versus the Browns. Back it up a little bit, but you know James Conner is going to be involved and rather heavily versus the Ravens again. Same thing, Conner. Uh, week 8 is the bye. Week 9 is the Cowboys. Everybody good to go. Versus the Bengals in week 10, everybody good to go. Jaguars, everybody's good to go. Versus the Ravens, we're looking back at uh, James Conner again. Versus the Redskins, I think with that offensive line, everybody's good to go. At the Bills, I think they're going to be a little bit better against the Pat, or the the run, but I would still use James Conner in that role. Uh, at Bengals, everybody's good to go versus the Colts in Week 16. That's the quagmire there because we have talked about how I do like uh, the Colts defense. But we'll wait. We'll see. All right, let's take a look at Ben Roethlisberger. He is QB 16 at 131 overall. Not too bad, uh, especially if you're getting a, if you're going to draft a second quarterback now. We'll get into uh, 2QB and Superflex um, as we get later in the month. We'll go through more of the draft strategies and stuff like that. Um, But I do like Ben Roethlisberger a little bit more than than as a QB 16. Uh, James Conner is going to be your RB 20 at pick 39 overall. So he's going right at the beginning of the fourth round. Woof. See what his backups are going, though. Right? Anthony McFarland is the next guy off at RB54 at pick 151. Yikes. Benny Snell, 70th pick. Or uh, RB70, 249 overall. And Jalen Samuels is RB73, 258 overall. So, yikes. Um... Yeah, we're gonna have to pick our poison with James Conner. I would probably lean a little bit more towards Benny Snell before Anthony McFarland, though, to be honest with you. All right, wide receivers. Juju Smith Schuster is gonna be your wide receiver thirteen, so he's technically right at the top of the wide receiver two chain. Uh thirty six overall. So again, in a third. Uh let's see, Deontay Johnson is gonna be wide receiver thirty two at pick seventy three overall so not too bad for everybody kind of jumping on that bandwagon yet just yet 
but I think I'd rather take a shot at Brandon Ayuk or uh, Michael Pittman uh, before I take a look at him. Uh, let's see here. James Washington, he's going to be your wide receiver 73, 206. Yeah, forget about him, but Chase Claypool will be your wide receiver 93, 301. Nobody's really looking into them. All right, let's just go to the tight end position. Let's take a look here and see where we are at. Where are Pittsburgh? Here we go. Eric Ebron, uh, tight end 21, 166, which means Fast McDonald is undraftable. Not even really that high on Eric Ebron that I'm going to take him there. But we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and they are defense number three, 155 overall. So a little bit of love for the Steelers. Not terribly, you know, high. It's kind of like how Cleveland is. But Cleveland, like I said, is, you know, within within the industry itself, there's more people on Cleveland than there will be on Pittsburgh. So um, if you want to fade Cleveland altogether, I really wouldn't blame you too much for it, just for the plain simple fact that, I mean, it's going to be another it's going to be another hype team by the time our drafts come around at the end of August. So. Be really careful with that. Um, oh, I did get a question. Late round QB guy that I like uh, would be sneaky. It's kind of your, it's it's gonna be your comeback player in Ben Roethlisberger. That's my opinion. I've gone over uh, all these guys back here. I do like Gardner Minshew. He's gonna be throwing a lot currently. He's QB 25, 182, so maybe you don't have to do anything that drastic. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger, actually, at the very, very end of your draft, I think you can get for nothing, and you just kind of hope that he stays, that he stays uh, upright and healthy. So that's all she wrote for the AFC North, but uh, stick around. I'm going to be right back, at least for me.